Testament. I hope you guys are getting some value out of the first week of the Light Co- Coaching Series that went, well, I can't even talk, you guys, that launched January 20th when I was talking about what it is. Um, as you guys know, this, this podcast is uh, pre-recorded um, a couple weeks in advance. It's about two weeks in advance now. I did take a week off back in December, but I'm back in it, you guys. I'm excited to share with you the things that the Lord has used in my life and is currently using in my life to transform and change my life, you guys. He truly is the great physician. If you ask, you will receive. He will pour people and resources and perspectives into your life to change your life, you guys. And so this is my attempt to share those things with you, to share the process, to share the perspectives that God has used to change my life. And I want to share it with you guys. So before we do that, let's go ahead and pray. And we are going to be talking about some really heavy things today, you guys. Um, if you're still here, that just shows me that you're ready to make some transformations. If you're not ready for this, you guys, then, um, you know, that's okay. It's good to face yourself. God gives grace to the humble. So, you know, you can look at it and be like, you know, I'm just not ready. And that's okay. Right. We're all going to have different levels. So, you know, um, figuring out what you're willing to do and at least starting from there is important. You guys, I'm giving you the full meal deal that was given to me. And so that is the point of me doing this series for you guys. This is for the people who are seriously ready to move forward and and make progress. And uh, these are the perspectives that God used in my life that have brought the amazing freedom and empowerment. So let's go ahead and pray, you guys. I'm going to jump into the episode today. Uh, Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you're giving me to share my process of healing and um, sort of just unleashing myself in a way. God, we all have gifts inside of us. We all have skills and talents and all of these things that are within us. Lord, you say the kingdom of heaven is within. And Lord, help us to tap into that. You say the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found treasure and then buried it. Lord, you are that buried treasure within us. God, you are able to take all the junk that's in our life and really use it for our good, Lord. So I just pray that you will bless this podcast today. Bless every single person listening to it all over the world right now. Thank you, God, for these people. I pray that you will transform their lives in deeper ways. I pray they will come to know you in a deeper way. I pray they will come to realize that you are in them and that there's nothing that there's nothing that they have to face, no matter how painful, that you won't be there with them in that process to give them the compassion, the mercy, the love, the grace, the truth and the life that they need. Lord, you say the truth sets us free. So I pray that uh, they can become free, they can become empowered, and they can use and unleash their skills and talents and their gifts upon this world in only the way in the only way that they can because of their life, their experiences, and their particular purpose, God. So I pray that whoever listens to this podcast can discover that for themselves. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this day. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, you guys, so that's the truth of the matter. You all have a gift inside of you. You all have a purpose. I'm going to tell you right now, as I shared with you guys on the January 20th podcast, I used to be one of those Christians. I thought dreaming was absolutely insane. If you were a Christian and you were dreaming, you were worldly. You were not dying to yourself. And I didn't want to hang around people like that. Because you know what it did? It mirrored the bondage that I was living in. When you're around free people and you're in bondage, you don't want to be around people that are getting free. All it does is when when you really pay attention... All it does is magnify the bondage and the slavery you're in. Now, that's supposed to be an indicator that you need to be healed. I was listening to a speech last night. I forget who it was by, but the guy was saying, discontentment is a wonderful sign that there's change and transformation that needs to come. It's like the seed. And I was like, you know, what a great perspective. We don't ever have to get frustrated when we're discontent. We just have to look at it and say, okay, 
what is this going to lead to? What better is this going to lead to? Where in my life, Lord, do I need to be transformed? You know, where do I need to make some transitions? You guys, I talked about that in another podcast, what a transition is. If you don't know what a transition is, go find that podcast. I don't know which one it is. Find it, though. Listen to it, you guys. And know the difference between change and transformation so you guys can really begin to, to take these steps. So, every single person has a purpose. I just didn't have anybody telling me how to find mine. So, I'm going to do my best to share with you guys, like I said, the things the Lord used in my life. So, we've talked about the kind of character you got to have as a person. We've been talking about vulnerability and what that means and how that's foundational in being a Christian. I never knew what vulnerability was, though, you guys. I shared that in the podcast. Then we've been talking about what condemnation is. We've talked about what judgment is. We've talked about what shame is. You guys, I'm sorry, but if you do not understand how these things play a role in your life, everything else I tell you from here on out, you are not going to be able to kind of comprehend what I'm saying. you got to identify where you have shame in your life, where do you have condemnation, where do you operate in judgment of yourself or other people, you guys. All of these things have to be taken into consideration and brought to the throne of grace. And this is where I used to struggle to you as a Christian. Because I recognized these things in myself, but then it was even more condemnation to know that I had condemnation and shame, and then I'm supposed to bring it to God, who has this massive standard that I can't even live up to. So that brought even more feelings, and I just sit there, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then one day, it was like, I was reminded, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. So I thought, you know what? God knows the life I used to live, the things I used to be involved with, the people I used to be involved with. And I'm still here today, so God has a level of mercy and patience with me that I don't even understand. So, if He can love me in that state, how much more when I become aware of the same things that He is, that He's that He didn't even use to separate Himself from me in that way, right? That was how I came to know Him. You know, is He bore my shame, and now I can come to Him. So I was like, you know, what? I got to start testing this relationship a little bit. I got to start bringing those things, and I did, you guys. And these are the things that evolved out of it. So. But as I said, there's you, you got to figure out where these things are in your life, where they are present. And so, you guys, I've been reading this great book. I was not really planning on adding this into the course, but I think it's relevant. And I think it, has, it reminds me of when the Lord tells us to identify strongholds, right? And so there's this really great book I've been reading, you guys. Let me grab it really fast. Uh, it's called Emotional Alchemy, right? And... You know, she, it's a really long book. It's pretty loaded and pretty meaty and, you know, um, but she's walking, walking me through and walks people through kind of a healing process and how your mind, you can use your mind to heal your heart, right? God says, guard your heart. Everything is in it, right? The whole, your whole life proceeds from your heart. So you got to figure out what things are flowing from your heart, the attitudes, all this kind of stuff that's keeping you back. And so she was just saying how I was reading a part of it. Um, over the weekend, you guys, and she was talking about how we all have things called schemas, okay? A schema basically is a mindset that you find yourself in that um, is a result of you protecting yourself. It's a thought pattern that uh, you use to protect yourself, okay? It's patterns that don't really serve you, okay? Because they no longer fit the current reality because it's all based on something that happened to you as a child. You guys, I'm telling you, you got to go back to this stuff. Whether you like it or not, whether you're aware of it or not, your soil that shaped you really is the source of the bigger issues you're having right now. And maybe you don't even want to face it, but that's okay. If you guys can start to understand this about yourself, then it's going to start to unleash and unlock the freedom in your life that you're seeking. 
okay? But you gotta learn to face the truth of yourself, to face the truth of the environment that you were in. Not to condemn anybody or anything like that, because that's not what we're about here, but to at least acknowledge how it played a part in your life and how you need to take ownership for it now and ask for what you need from God so you can move forward. So she talked about these schemas, okay? And she said they're basically maladaptive patterns that were formed as we were children that we still use as adults and don't even realize it. This is why one of the qualities I shared with you guys in the second week of the podcast, I think it was, no, the first week, was to become self-aware. If you're not aware of yourself in this type of way, then you're really, really going to struggle with the things that I'm telling you. All I'm trying to do is give you some kind of nuggets or indicators so you can start to bring this stuff to the throne of God and you can get healed. So anyway, I'm going to share with you guys. I don't know how many I'm going to get through today. She talked about five main ones that were formed in our closest relationships. So whoever raised you, your parents, you know, these and these things will show up in your love life, will show up in your relationship with the people that you're really, really close with. So these are, this is this kind of the soil of intimacy, however that was for you, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. The things that you struggle with, you know, um, and connecting with people and getting your needs met and all this kind of stuff. It was all formed while you were growing up and how your, how your parents responded to you. Because that's, again, you guys, are we not born into this world as blank slates? We are not born all knowing, right? So when you're born, you're, I, I mean, a lot of us, especially children, right? They're pretty open about certain things, right? They ask, they ask a lot of questions. They're pretty fearless about, hey, this is what I need. This is what I want. And it's only our response to them that becomes an issue, right? Maybe you're tired and frustrated. You want to deal with your kid right now. Quit asking me a million questions. Stop asking me for that. Knock it off, right? And so as we are like that with our children, they begin to with they begin to realize, wow, you know what? When I tell my parents what I need, this is how they respond. Maybe they're negative. Maybe they're critical. Maybe they tell you, you don't need that, right? They're very controlling, very domineering. I know better. I know what you need and you don't, right? That kind of thing. And so they develop certain coping mechanisms to protect themselves from the pain as we did when we were growing up. This is why if you want to find these types of nuggets, you got to go to the soil of your own life. I shared with you guys that before. I read a lot of books. You guys, I got probably 500 books sitting on my shelf right now, maybe close to a thousand. I have a lot. I read a lot. And um, I remember kind of having a revelation about this recently that I'm always looking for certain insights. But the Lord was like, Ashley, all these insights that you're reading about are hidden in your own life. And there's going to have to be things that you're willing to face. And you guys want a really, really amazing podcast on here that talks about owning your story a lot and facing yourself, you know, is being Eve with Casey Alexis. She encourages us all the time to own our stories, get healed, face those painful things so we can become, so we can thrive and be authentic. She's really on fire for that, you guys. So I encourage you to go check out her podcast. And uh, anyway, guys, so, oh, and if you uh, struggle with arrogance, fear, pride, and all those things, check out Our Given Purpose, Tori Slaughter. She's walking everyone through her journey in that way. You know, she's talking about anger right now, how that impacts our lives. She shares stories from her real life, you guys. Real things that people, human beings experience. We need people out there vulnerable enough to share their lives in these different areas. So check out Being Eve and Our Gift of Purpose on all major platforms, you guys. They got a lot of insight to offer for these things. Anyway, so let's continue on here, you guys. So there's there's these things that have happened to us when we were growing up that were negative, And we learned to adapt ourselves to protect ourselves from the pain of that, right? So I'm going to share some with you guys really quick. Number one, fear of abandonment. 
Okay, how was that formed in your life? Okay, it basically comes at a young age. All right, and I'm gonna share a story from my life, you guys, to give you a better picture of this, okay? So for me, I learned that to get my needs met, my primary relationship would leave, all right? If I was honest about what was hurting me, I would be separated from that person. That was the biggest thing for me, you guys. Growing up, I, tell, I shared with you guys that my mom used to be physically, mentally, emotionally abused consistently by, uh, you know, my stepdad, which, you know, down the road, I came to have a heart of understanding for him. However, the truth is he did hurt her and he hurt me by me having to sit there and be in that environment and not doing anything about it to make it better. So that definitely caused pain in my life. I watched my mom get her face smashed into a dresser like every single night for years. That was pretty traumatizing. You know, when your mom is bleeding all over, she's got black and blue eyes and she just looks terrible and she's crying. And, and then, you know, and then you call the cops and then your mom's sad because now he's not there. And, you know, your dad's calling you the cop caller. And so all these times of me, you know, being honest and exposing things that were going on that were hurting love and hurting relationships. Every time that happened, I got hurt the most from the people closest to me. They would be upset with me. They would withdraw from me. They, you know, uh, as I was talking to these things about at the school, you know, I was five years old. I maybe I think maybe preschool. I'm gonna say kindergarten, about five or whatever. I did go to preschool too. But anyway, I remember uh, sharing these things with people, and they would, you know, they would listen to me. But then obviously, you know, they've got to report and all this kind of stuff. They were they started reaching out to my mom, and my mom's like, I came home from school one day, opened the front door, and I barely got in the front door. You guys, I was still in the entryway right there, and she cornered me, and she goes, Ashley, are you talking to the school? And I'm like looking at her like, uh, like, what do you mean, mom? Like, I want to be honest with you, but I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. And uh, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, are you telling the school what's going on here? And I was like, well, yeah, mom. Yeah, I am. <laughs> of course. I'm like thinking I'm tired of watching you get abused all the time. Why wouldn't I say something? I'm tired of living in it. I'm tired of screaming and yelling. I actually want to go to sleep at night and actually have some peace, you know? And she goes, Ashley, if you keep telling people about this, they're going to, CPS is going to come and rip you away from me. And I was like, what? I didn't even know what CPS was. I didn't know what it was. And let me tell you, my mom used to tell me stories about CPS that would further me keep my mouth shut, especially like with molestation and things that go on in, in CPS. My mom was really good at making sure to keep my mouth shut. Like you keep your mouth shut. This is what's going to happen to you. And I was like thinking, heck no, I don't want no part of that. So I shut down as a child. So then I had to find another way to deal with the issue. So instead of talking to them about it, the, the other people that I thought, I, you know, would be able to help, you know, and the goal for me wasn't to get my family ripped apart. Of course, every child wants to be with their mom. It's okay. Can we get some type of intervention in here? Can we get somebody in here that maybe understands what my parents are going through? Where's the recovering alcoholics, right? Where's the recovering people that can come into my family's life and say, you know what? So-and-so we've been there. We felt that, but this is what we did. Do you guys need some help? right? With, with whatever, right? And without shame and all that, because I know my parents were feeling all kinds of shame and humiliation from the life that they were living in. It was leaking out. And so they're trying to put a blanket over it, right? Like, oh, we don't want anybody to see this. So anyway, because of that, you guys, I learned just to shut up, just not say nothing, just let people be abusive because I don't want to be abandoned by them, you know, especially my mother. So, you know, and even with God, I just shared with that with you guys. Okay. But it was just the opposite. If I tell him, what separates me, right? If I tell the Lord the things that I've been doing or thinking or whatever that I would judge as, you know, uh, 
um, sin in God's sight or whatever, okay? That I was thinking he's going to disengage emotionally. He's not going to be there, okay? And so one thing that she shared in this book, if, if you struggle with that abandonment, right? If you struggle to, um, you know, that people are going to leave you, if you can be really clingy, you guys, I used to be really clingy in my friendship, I realized this morning. It's kind of embarrassing, but it's true. Um, I'm actually, this is a, something I'm even working through right now and my relationships realizing not to be so kind of clingy in that way or demand people to spend time with me or whatever you know these are all these are all roots from something that happened when i was way 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 younger so now i'm trying to learn to recognize that pattern and saying okay lord get me free from that because i don't want to be bondage to my relationships in that way i don't want to make people feel all like super uncomfortable like oh ashley's super needy or whatever and this or that you know the truth is i do want genuine connections with people but at the same time, I don't want to be desperate with it. And I want to be with people that are like mutual with it. Like, yeah, I want to spend time with you too. Or we want to hang out. You guys, you know, as I shared with you before, we don't have a lot of that in our own family. Our, our own family is pretty far away from us. So we don't have like these super tight bonds with people anyway. Uh, and a lot of our friends are really, really busy and stuff. And that's fine. You know, but I'm looking for people that, you know, are looking for friendships too. Like, hey, let's hang out. You know, let's get together or whatever. You know, I'm looking for people like that. And so that has to be mutual. And I don't want to appear to be needy and just all that kind of stuff and just desperate. And so one thing she said that if you struggle with fear of abandonment, like I have, like it was developed in my life, if you went through something like that, she said that there's a couple things that have to happen, you know. And number one, she goes, you have to learn to be on your own. You have to realize that all your own inner resources are already inside of you. No one ever taught me that, you guys. I didn't even, I mean, the inner resources I thought I had growing up were turned off pretty quickly by the outside world. Like it wasn't okay to utilize those out, those inner resources in that way. So I would just got silent, you know? And so, but she said, you got to learn to be on your own. And then the other thing was, she goes, you have to realize you have those inner, inner resources so you won't fall apart. And you have to be able to trust in connections at some point. Right. And so that's the number one thing for me right now, you guys, is just learning that I'm going to be okay by myself because not, this is another really hard lesson for me, but I'm learning to be more and more okay, okay with it. Not every single person in my life is going to be with me. Right. I've always had this mindset that, Hey, you're going to be with me for the rest of my life. You're always going to be here, especially if I value the friendship, whatever. I really literally think that they're always going to be there. And I'm like, you know what, Ashley? You know, that's really unrealistic, you know? And why is that? What is it? What's really going on? Oh, you fear abandonment. Oh, you have issues with that, right? Oh, okay. So it's not them. It's really me. It's really me that's got some issues I need to get healed, you guys. And once you realize that, it's really going to free you up. Because I never want my healing or my purpose to be on the mercy of someone else, whether they're present in my life, whether they're not. Oh, if they leave, now I'm just going to go jump in a hole and die somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I got to learn to be able to tap into those inner resources first. So I encourage you guys, if the Lord is in us and he's the great physician, we got to start acknowledging our injuries before him and asking him to provide for ourselves what we cannot do on our own. That is part of being humble. Being humble is not being a doormat or thinking that your needs aren't important or anything like that or everyone else is better than you. That's not humility, okay? Humility is recognizing what you need and asking for it, right? What you, you realize your limitations. That's all humility is, right? I know my limitations. I know my strengths. I know my gifts. I know my talents. But sometimes our injuries keep us from recognizing those things. That is why healing is so foundational. That is why I talk about it with you guys and I have in the podcast in the very beginning, those four main areas that God healed me in, right? Maturity, 
bonding, boundaries, and integrating his grace. If you struggle in any of those areas, you're going to have a really, really hard time figuring out, um, you know, um, uncovering your gifts, your skills, your talents, whatever the good things that you want to do. That pain is going to distract you emotionally from the other good that's inside of you. And that's the thing, you guys. When you begin to get healed, there's going to be things that are going to start to bubble into your imagination, things you want to pursue that you never even thought were possible. Because broken people don't have hope, right? They're not looking forward to the future. Not, and I mean broken in the sense of you guys, not like where you can't be fixed, but when you're when you're hurting. How about that? Not when you're broken, because I don't believe anybody's broken to the point they can't be repaired, right? I think every single person has injuries that need to be recovered on any type of level, you know. And that's on them to discern. We talk about that all the time on the podcast. Are you able to discern your life and the outcomes? And a lot of people can see the outcomes, but they don't understand how they even got there. And this is what I'm trying to encourage you guys to do is look in yourself, become aware and figure out, wow, maybe, Lord, have I maybe self-sabotaged certain things, you know, or do I really, you know, where do I need healing in my life, you guys? So anyway, fear of abandonment. If you struggle with it, like I have, you're not alone. I completely understand this, you guys. I grew up in chaos too. I feel you. And the thing that the Lord had brought to my mind this morning through this book, you guys, is learn you will be okay on your own. Use your inner resources and trusting connections, right? Trusting, number one, God, you're going to give me the inner resources. You'll remind me of these things. And then you will event, you will put people in my life that, you know, um, that I will begin to have this type of relationship with, okay? Oh, and the other thing, that was the other thing I, I want to warn you guys of. As you recognize some of these schemas, uh, negative mind patterns that you have that, uh, what would you say? Um, well, I just thought of the word, you guys, I can't think of it, but they kind of miscolor your life. Um, you need to have a lot of compassion with yourself. You know, she goes, you need to integrate that. You know, you, you need to have compassion within yourself and learn, learn those things, you guys. So ask, ask God to help you have compassion for yourself and grace. You know, you didn't wake up and, and want to be like, yeah, I want to think everyone's going to abandon me. Or I want to think I'm going to be super deprived, which is the next schema. You guys, you called it the deprivation schema. And these are the main two that really, really got me that I'm like, wow, okay. Th- these are these are the two ones, Lord, that I need to kind of get a, a revamp. Let's let's put some concrete over these negative schemas and let's let's pay, you know, let's let's pave a new road here, Lord. You know, let's make a new a new way of doing things. Let's get out of the rut. So anyway, the deprivation schema basically believes my needs won't be met. Okay, you guys. Now here's here's how this was formed in me. When I was growing up, I had certain needs. You know, um, things that I wanted to do, like you know, go to McDonald's with my mom, or get like a new bathing suit, or just have fun as a kid, right? Maybe you know, um, just go to different places. Um, you know. <laughs> What is that line from Natural Libre? Field trips and places like that. I wanted to do fun things with my family. Well, as I shared with you guys before, my mom was not a really good manager with the money. She would use the money that my dad had went and worked his butt off for to buy everything else except for, you know, pay the power bill or pay the rent or pay those things that got to get paid that we're all responsible for paying. She would use it for the things that I wanted, like, hey, Ashley, let's go to Kmart back in the day when it was still open. Let's buy bathing suits. She bought herself plants. She bought herself tapes. I mean, all these things, right? And I used to think to myself, wow, we must be rich or something. 
But then when you'd go home, and dad would be like, hey, hey, Deborah, did you pay the power bill? Did you pay this? Uh, 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 why are you attacking me? Leave me alone. Da, 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 right? Instead of her confronting it, she got super defensive. And OMG, it was on, on, on. So then I was like, wow, when I get my needs met, it causes way too much stress here. I ain't asking for nothing, especially if the things I needed costed money. It was like, my needs equated to stress. Most of the things I needed, like, okay, clothes, whatever, it caused stress. I was like, I ain't asking for that. Nope, ain't doing that. So, you guys, if you've struggled with that, like I have, here's a couple things that she brought to the surface. And she goes, number one, you need um, emotional nutrients. I don't know how to say that word, you guys, but basically, you need to learn how to get your emotional needs met, right? And what's going on with you at the time. And, uh, And to be vulnerable that way. You know, you still have needs no matter what. That's not going to go away. I mean, when, okay, wouldn't that be nice if you had just like, okay, maybe we do have a faucet we can turn on and off. I've, I've left mine off for a long time. You know, only the last, I'm going to say maybe, I'm going to say 2016 probably. You know, we're in 2020. I'm going to say maybe the last three and a half years. I've been super intentional about just like, you know what, Ashley, you're responsible for what you need. You're responsible for communicating that. You have to let people know what you need. That is your job. Maybe that worked in the context when you were living with your parents and it was stressful, but you have a different context, right? I'm married. Uh, I have a wonderful husband who provides for me. All I got to do is ask him. He's always told me that, right? He makes money for us. All I got to do is ask him for what I need and he'll take care of it. It's never been an issue. And um, he's never, you know, put that on me to make me feel like it was a problem for him. He's never, ever been that way. So it's always been me having to change my perspective and, you know, be vulnerable enough with God and him to get that thing taken care of instead of living in that in that uh, prison of, oh, my needs are never going to get met and they're always going to be a financial burden and da, 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 all this stuff I tell myself. So I had to learn to kind of like, you know, uh, step back out in that arena again, acknowledge it first. And then start with some trusted relationships, obviously with my husband first. And you know, my husband, he's so sweet. He brought something up to me this weekend, you guys, and I'm going to turn off the podcast after this. So, you know, as I'm realizing these things about myself, you know, just even recently, and uh, that's why I want to share it with you because this has been really like uh, eye-opening for me, Um, you know, realizing how I do have abandonment issues and I can get really clingy with people and I think everyone's always going to be there and I think everyone's on the same page and everybody wants to be where I'm at and all this kind of stuff, right? He was like, you know, honey, he goes, the only relationship that is going to be constant. He goes, which one is it going to be? And I said, oh, the Lord, right? Typical Sunday school answer. And he goes, no, babe, marriage. And I was like, oh, wow, you're so right about that. It is marriage. Marriage is such a permanent relationship. So basically he's reminding me, he's like, look, he's like, I know you're trying to get a lot of needs met and these other relationships, but they can't handle it, right? They're not made for that. You have to find the function for each different, you know, for each relationship that you have. And he's like, I'm supposed to be all for you. And that's why I'm trying to be this certain person for you. And I was just like, wow, you're so right. Like he's the only one I'm going to take with me wherever I go, you know, wherever life is going to take us, he's going to be there with me. I can't guarantee everybody else, you know, but I can guarantee that he'll be there, you know, God willing and, and the Lord, 
right? And God will use people in different seasons of my life as he will with yours. But not everybody's permanent, you guys. I've learned that. You know how many people have, like, especially, I mean, this is an extreme example, but a lot of people have died in my family. You know, my mom has died. My stepmom has died. My biological dad died. My stepdad's died. You know, grandpas, oh, I don't know how many grandpas have died. A couple. I have a lot of grandpas, you guys, because I had a lot of step-parents, okay? And I used to look for love in all the wrong places and call these people grandma and grandpa, whoever would make any type of emotional uh, investment in me. I was like, oh, you're, you're close enough to be family, right? And now I'm like, whoa, wait a second, Ashley. Guess what? That is not how it's supposed to be. Not everybody operates like that. And you just got to get your needs met through these really close relationships that the Lord has given you, your husband. And like I said, you're going to have friendships that are going to help with this, but not everybody's got the same function depending on what your struggle is. So if you struggle with abandonment, like I have fear of abandonment or fear of what was the other one? Um, what was that called? Dang it. I can't remember the name of it. You guys, I just threw my notebook down and you know, Oh, deprivation. Okay. Your needs won't be met or if your needs are met, they're going to abandon you. That kind of thing. You guys, there's healing out there. That is why I strongly encourage you to ask the Lord Right. If you know, if you know there's anything within you that's stealing, killing, and destroying, burdened, stressed, anxious, all those kinds of things, those are already red flags. And then you need to bring it to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. What am I thinking that's leading to this? What is really going on here? And what do I need, God? Provide play, you know, people for me, resources, whatever, Lord. I need help. And He will bring it. You guys, I believe other people are God's grace in its various forms. Every single person on this planet has a gift. And if they decided to write in a book so you can get their perspective, praise the Lord for people out there who are doing that for us, you guys. We do not know everything. We need other people. So thank you guys for tuning into the podcast today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow. And thanks again for tuning in.